The Electric Rodeo is an adult toy megastore podcast about sex, toys, pleasure and relationships. It contains adult themes, adult language and probably too much information about our sex lives. Sorry, Sorry Mum. <laughs> Kia ora everyone, welcome to the Electric Rodeo. I'm your host, Emma Hewitt. And I'm as horny as my surname indicates, Tash Bull. Oh, Tash, what are we going to do with you? <laughs> Is this going to be um, every episode? Uh, am I going to be horny every episode or am I going to say something stupid every episode? Yeah, both. Answer both questions. Yes to both. Yeah, great. Yeah. Well, you know, as always, pleasure to have you. Yeah, pleasure to be here. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> so today we are talking about horniness, but particularly the <laughs> horniness of men. Um, so today we're even going to be joined by a man. <gasps> I'm very excited for this I man to be know. here. Are you excited? I'm very excited. I wonder why. <laughs> so just a little disclaimer, we are using the term man because our guest today is a man named Jay Johnson. He is a cis man. Um, he identifies as a man. He has a penis. So that's kind of what we are talking about today is basically sexuality and toys from the male of someone <laughs> from <laughs> the perspective of someone that uses penis toys. Yes. <laughs> However, we do recognise that not everyone who identifies, well, is a man, has a penis. Exactly, exactly. Um, so we've got lots of interesting topics to talk about today, I mm-hmm. think. Um, this might just be me. I have a theory mm. that people with a vulva oh. using a sex toy yeah. is like, yes, queen. Absolutely. Girl power. Yeah. Go girl. Reclaiming. Like, a- absolutely. Yeah. And then it's like... Men masturbating, yes, yes. obviously going to do that. Gonna Using happen. a toy, weird. Yeah, that's the thing. Hey, it's very expected for men to be masturbating, especially like from a younger age. But as soon as you throw a toy in there, it's like, oh, bit of a perv. Yeah. No. What, we, how did this happen? Where did this come from? These are the questions that we are hopefully going to answer today in the show. But I do just want to have a little start. We, as you know, we do have a bucket list happening. Yeah. So we do need to do the episode check-in. So Tash, where you at? What's been happening? Oh, what's been happening? Lots. Uh, that's actually a lie. I've been sick, so not lots has been oh. happening. Um, I have ticked two things off my bucket list, though. I feel like that's good progress. That is good progress. Two out of nine. Yes. Um, what have we got? Uh, so the threesome. Um, <laughs> that definitely took place after the start of the season. As you know. Um, and the B-Vibe butt plug. Oh, yes. okay. Um, so very excited about that. I so want to know your thoughts. We are going to talk about that in a, its own sort of episode yes. a little bit later in yes. the season. But, ju- like, give me... Give me something. Give you something. Okay. Um, how was my experience? I'll try and sum it up. Yeah. It was It was fun. Uh, it was a partnered experience with mm-hmm. my lovely partner, George. Shout out to George. <laughs> Shout out to Georgie boy. Um, yeah, it was a partnered experience. It is probably the biggest butt toy that I've used, actually, big. other than a real-life penis attached to my real-life boyfriend. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it was the biggest toy that I've worked with, which was definitely interesting. Um, there was a lot more prep involved. Um, but it was really fun. Like, George and I have been together for a long time and we've been doing um, anal play for 
uh, almost the same amount of time. <laughs> Straight um, in. Yeah, so we've got a good system going. He knows kind of like what's necessary to make me feel safe and comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the one using the toy. He's not into the idea of having a butt plug in him, which is absolutely fine. fine. Um, so yeah, it was it was really cool. It's definitely different, obviously, with the B vibe mechanism with the rim because it's a rimming plug. Um, it was certainly different okay. from what I've tried before. Okay. So I do have a lot to speak on, but oh, that's my little fun. that's my little tidbit. Oh, I love that. I'm excited for you. Yeah. Um, so and so you? My yeah, my only one thus far is a little bit of the old sex magic. I'm doing jazz hands Uh, behind the scenes. Um, Because obviously we talked recently to Vixen all about sex magic, which was absolutely amazing. And so what I've done is I've got it in myself, this really cute little black notebook. And I have started taking down notes and plotting things out and thinking about what I want, what my affirmations and my intentions are going to be. And I've just started like prepping and I've started listening to this really cool podcast called the Sex Magic Podcast and I've just been like getting it absorbed into the world and then I realised I was like hang on you haven't actually done any yet so it's like a half it's a half tick. I mean, it's I'm the putting same, in the work. I'd say it's like uh, I think that's like saying foreplay isn't part of sex. I think that is absolutely true. true, part of the process because with magic and manifestation and all of that sort of thing, it's a lot about energy. And I think you, even though it feels like maybe research for you listening to a podcast, um, I find for myself whenever I'm kind of doing my own uh, internal meditation, manifestation stuff, journaling for me is like a really big part of it. So I think having the book doing all the learning, starting to like get into it and just feeling a little more magical. I think you absolutely have started getting into it. Yay. Well, there we go then. Tick for me. Two ticks for Tash. I'm sorry, absolutely killing it. Yeah. Just, well, look at us go. So flying through. <laughs> One week I'm going to come in and I'll have ticked off like six things. I'll be yeah. like, sorry, I was really horny yeah. last week. <laughs> Had a big weekend, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Had a lot of friends over. <laughs> Very good. Go us. Go us. Okay, well. Head in the bag for sex stuff. Yay. <laughs> so let's dive into it then. This is going to be a really fun episode. I know that we have lots of male identified listeners because Spotify tells me that Ooh, they give me fun. they give me the data um so this is for you <laughs> finally our first episode with a man <laughs> dedicated to men <laughs> love men great job stay strong out there <laughs> So Jay is a cis man, he's a big fan of the podcast, he's also an avid toy user, and he's tall, dark-haired, and handsome, and I'm allowed to say that because I am number one a perv, but I am also Jay's girlfriend of eight years. Jay, welcome to the Electric Rodeo. Oh, stop it. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Yeah, long-time listener, first-time caller. (laughs) Oh, gorgeous. We're so happy to have you here. (laughs) Um, Are people who haven't been dating Jay for eight years allowed to say that he's handsome? Absolutely. Absolutely, I'd love to no. hear it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to take his word on it. So. You're too kind. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> it was implied. I was asking if I could say it. It was heavily implied. <laughs> So, uh, quick disclaimer before we jump into it. Uh, Jay did used to work for Adult Toy Megastore as a graphic designer, so he has been involved in the sex toy industry world before, but, you know... More than anything, he's just your average good time guy. He's just your average good time guy. Just a good time guy. Very, That's why he's on the show. Very interesting job, I have to say. 
Graphic design? Yes. The most interesting <laughs> content I've ever had to work with. Uh, yeah, well, dildos and butt plugs are famously fun, aren't they? Precisely. I'm sure the source material was really, really nice. Yeah. <laughs> so on that note, the reason that we have Jay here today is to talk about sex toys as a man with a penis. So, Jay, we're just going to start things off with you just telling us a little bit about your penis. <laughs> No, I'm joking, I'm joking. So tell us a little bit about what your thoughts are around sex toys generally. Yeah, I guess dating you, I've been really thrown in the deep end. Uh, <laughs> like I had some previous experience, of course, but nothing like the level of, yeah, in the deep end I was thrown like when we started dating and, of course, I started working at Adult Toy Megastore around the same time. True. So, and at that point the there wasn't a separate warehouse like there is nowadays, so all the toys were in the office where we were working out of every day and it was really like... Yeah, really eye-opening for me. Like it's the Wild West out there. Oh, my God. <laughs> there were just dildos everywhere, full-size blow-up inflatable dolls. Jealous. 44-gallon drums of lube. Accidentally <laughs> being ordered multiple times. <laughs> yeah, so it was a lot to take on board. Um, I was kind of pretty overwhelmed to begin with, but, yeah, it's all been fun and funny the whole time. Like, yeah, you've been a great introduction to a lot of things, so Thank it's you been so great. Much. <laughs> You kind of know what you're talking about, so that's helpful. I try really hard. <laughs> so as my boyfriend, I think it's safe for the listeners to assume that you also use sex toys and they would be correct. But do you think that there is stigma around guys using sex toys? Yeah, I think definitely that exists, especially like the Kiwi blokey culture kind of thing. Yeah. Um, mm. Like my background is from a very a boys-only school wearing grey uniforms where, you know, it's like... The sports team is the head of the school yes. and they're the champions. So, yeah, and, like, um, homophobic slurs are a common practice yeah. and you know what I mean? So to go from that background to I've seen the kind of stigma against it and my own journey with it opening up to, yeah, wider and wider to more just being more inclusive or more interested in what is available out there has been, it's been a process for sure. Mm. So do you think that like, would well, you talk to your friends about toys at all? Is it something that you think guys in general do? Because for me, I'm like, as soon as something fun comes into the office, like that's going straight in the chat with the gals, well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and even like we're friends outside of work, obviously yeah. as well, but we'll talk about sex toys all the time. But then when I'm with my friends that don't work in this industry, I'll talk about sex toys all yeah. the time. So is there something that you do? Do you have people you discuss them with? Nowadays I do. Okay. Uh, I think in the past it wouldn't have been that normal. Like, yeah. Uh, like the stigma thing again, like even talking about sex in general with your mates when I was a bit younger was would have been weird to me. Mm. Yeah. But nowadays I have more kind of liberal, open-minded friends, I guess. Good and for you. <laughs> yeah, we do. Even friends from way back in the day, but we've gotten to a point in the relationship where we can talk about this stuff. Mm. So like common friend of ours, Ash, is a good mate of mine and I can talk about anything with him. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And we've built toys together. We've what? True. Yeah. yeah. What have you built? So we did a harness making workshop. Oh, yes. Together. That was super cool. Mm. I remember that. Yeah. At Shoe School with Lou. It's very good. I suggest you all check it out, especially yeah, if you're right. in Melbourne because she's about to move to Melbourne. That's right. No. Plug, hard plug, but yeah, go, go <laughs> yeah. make a harness with Lou. Yeah. She's amazing. If you're in the Wellington region or <laughs> Melbourne yeah. in the next three months. <laughs> we made collars with Ash as well, actually. And collars also, yeah. yeah. 
Ah. Um, Jay's a bit of a pro at building sex toys, actually, because he's made the gear, but he's also made a spreader bar, mm. a bondage cross. I turned our old bed into a bondage cross. And it was amazing. <laughs> and then it was so sad because when we moved away to Spain, we put, <laughs> we tried to give it away to a friend, but no one would take it. And he put it on Vic We Dios. put it on Vic <laughs> No takers. Do you have a photo of that? I feel like we need to share this with people because I myself am very curious as to what this looks like. I'll find some. I, I'm, I'll ha- there might have to be some areas blurred out to be honest but we'll see what we can do (laughs) surely on an old hard drive somewhere (laughs) oh my god okay um cool so you're a graphic designer and also a libra which means we know you're all about the aesthetic classic libra (laughs) yes uh do you think that the look of sex toys especially kind of male sex toys what they traditionally look like uh more so than what they look like now do you think that that has had an impact on kind of the ability for you to be able to like talk about it or share it with other people yeah interesting question I think it's definitely changed a lot in the last from when I first remember hearing about sex toys or even Mm. sex shops you know like they had this real dirty stigma Mm. like yeah some creepy old dude working behind the counter and the industry has changed obviously you know but it's changed so dramatically really it's just us now they look like us now now it's just young cool girls creepy young girls slinging sex toys (laughs) Um, but no I think it's totally it's come a long way I guess it's made it less stigmatising for men as well but yeah aesthetically I think male toys are still marketed more in a kind of pornographic sense Whereas female toys have kind of shed whether it had that to begin with. But, you know, they're very like almost neutral, like nice colours and playful, more like toys than like a sexualised object, I guess. Yeah, well, vulva toys as well, I feel like are marketed a lot as wellness products now. And you don't see that kind of language for men's toys. It's marketed as the need is like, yeah, get off. Yeah. (laughs) Do it this way. For us, it's like, like, oh, this could be a wellness thing that can like take care of yourself. And it's like, that Mm. should be the case for everyone. Everyone should be like, yeah, get my wellness toy, my little penis pump. No, there's definitely still a difference in the way they're marketed, I think. But yeah, I think it's heading in the right direction. Yeah. I think it's nice that there's a bit of a shift away from like, I feel like back in God, probably still like the early 2000s, it was like, if you're a dude and you wanted a sex toy, (laughs) you could get tits, ass or vulva. And it wasn't called a vulva, it was going to be called a pussy and there was no <laughs> other option. And like that's it, it was like all fake body parts or a full doll, you know, why not? And yeah. that's great and that's still cool and those still exist and they're freaking awesome. Yeah. But it's just like the fact that there was nothing else and no other option for that is kind of crazy. Although I'm saying that, I guess that was kind of the same for people with a vagina as well because initially it was all like dildos. And like, uh, yeah, then, yeah, rabbits though. Yeah, rabbits, that's like, true. The rabbit was the big revolutionary. Yeah, Didn't that was look the like big a, one. Yeah, an anatomical thing mm. looked kind of robotic and crazy. Yeah, but I mean, I haven't met anyone that looks like that personally. <laughs> but that was deliberately made to get around Unlucky. obscenity laws in Japan. They really? weren't allowed to have anything that looked like a penis. So they oh, made something right. that was a rabbit because it's not a penis. It doesn't look like a penis. It looks like something else. Well, but they were allowed to have stuff that looked like vaginas. Uh, don't know if they were manufacturing them at that point. True. Good question, though. We'll find Great that question. out. <laughs> don't have the answers to everything, do we? Okay, so what was your first ever sex toy? Was it something that Emma got you into or did you have one independently first? The first one that I ever actually kind of used regularly or that I got myself, acquired myself, I actually <laughs> built in Vienna. I was visiting Ash, the friend of ours mm. that I was talking about. I was living in Europe at the time. I went to visit him. He was living in Vienna and we went to the like this kind of punk bike workshop called the Bike Kitchen. But it turned out, and I didn't know this, but it was also like a kink-friendly and kind of queer-friendly space. Cool. 
So we were there working on our bikes together and turned around and there was a guy building a whip. And I kind of asked him like, hey man, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, do you want to do a whip workshop with me? So I ended up sitting (laughs) down with him and my mate Ash and we made whips together. What? Out of old um, bike inner tubes. Mm. Oh my God. And so then I was hooked. I was like, oh, you can build them yourself. It's really accessible. I'd never really experimented with impact play before. And it was kind of an introduction to all of that stuff as well. Mm. Um, Yeah, it was really fun. That makes me think, I feel like, to really put the level up for marketing towards men. DIY sex toy workshops. Oh. So true. Not obscene. And, you know, still get your hands dirty and then get your hands dirty. I right. mean, <laughs> but there is some funny shit it's like this. That's right. That's right. Because there's <laughs> like. There's indoor, the, outdoor flow. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> but there's those masturbators that are in the shape of grenades. And I'm like, yes, men, yeah, blow your dick so up. Tough. <laughs> and then there's also the um, cock rings that are like, um, are they called nuts? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm just like, I fucking love this because it's like, yes, yeah. I'm a man. I only fuck grenades. <laughs> <laughs> fix your sink, fix your dick. <laughs> oh, my God, absolutely. Do you have any fun ones like that? Not shaped like, oh, the hammer. We've got the hammer. The love oh, the hammer love that's kind of... Yeah. Industrial. Not a male toy. <laughs> not allowed to talk about it on this episode. Why isn't a male toy? Okay. Not explicitly male, but it does. I would say it's multi purpose. I was fooled by the marketing and I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> All those beautiful floral designs on the outside of the box, which it literally does have, which is so funny because it's inside hammer, outside beautiful floral design on the box. Well, it does come with a tool belt as well. So yes, that's but it's like, pink so that you know it's for women. Yeah, right. Mine's, <laughs> mine's black. Look, okay. <laughs> They have a big one. Tash, I brought you on this show because I thought that you two were a well. sex toy expert and today we're learning. Multiple today variations. We're learning. Today we're learning. Okay, fine. Um, Jay, can I ask though, what was your first like non-kink toy? Yeah. Because I don't even think I know this or I can't remember. Yeah, right. I think it was restraints. I guess that's non-kink. A I'm talking, plug then. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Like a peace spot black plug, not with the previous partner, but I think she got one and introduced it to us and I was like, oh yeah, kind of intimidated, I guess. It's kind of, Mm. it was a new thing to me, but it felt great. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes they do. (laughs) (laughs) Cosine. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, obviously you guys have a lot of toys. I've been to your house, I've seen the toy storage. (laughs) What's your favourite toy? Yeah, favourite for me personally um, is the Tantus C-Ring. Very simple, but super easy to use. Enhances a lot of sensation. Yeah, just super fun. Is it just like a silicon? It's just a silicon one. But this is also the one that remember the dog used to quite enjoy flicking around the house. To the dogs, we found them on like (laughs) at the end of the driveway where the dogs obviously like flicked it off the balcony. It's because they do. You know how dogs love to flick shit. They flick really well. (laughs) It's pretty much a chew toy for dogs as well as being a cock ring. So (laughs) I I get it. That is kind of good because if you guys ever get you know you get one of those grenade toys, someone. would see that and they would assume it's a dog toy more than they would assume it's a sex toy. Well, funnily enough, we have these dog toys at home called the Kong and everyone that comes around is like, oh, is that, oh, is that a plug? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wait, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> yes, it's the thing she flicks oh, around on the yeah. rope. We put the rope through it. Yeah, people always assume it's... I was like, it's quite big, guys. You know, It also doesn't that? have a flared base, so... Let's be real. I was going to say, I wouldn't have no thought base, that. No base, no But that's because I'm an expert. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that one, simple, effective. Fabulous. And it was one of the first things we played with. And yeah, it was just super fun. <laughs> they are fun. He loves the, he loves the cock ring. Ew. <laughs> so is there anything I've brought home that has been an instant no for you? Or something that I've talked about that you're just like, God, no. Yeah, the electrostim stuff. Oh, oh 
it's not my bucket list. This is a point of contention, but I got a really bad electric shock from a electric fence when I was a kid. I got like tangled up and constantly oh, yes, shot to pieces. So the thought of electricity and sexual stuff just doesn't meld with me. Yeah. And I demoed it and was like, if you can feel the sensation, but it, it was instantly like, it made me almost dry rich. You refused, you know, yeah. but you won't even touch it. I've touched one of them. When? I've touched one of them. When? <laughs> you were there. All right, this is a long free. time ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, disclose more information. Okay, well, I'm going to have to use that by myself then. Or find um, a friend, here. Tash. <laughs> Hello. Just do it in studio. Yeah, true. That will be fun. <laughs> it feels nice because it feels like um, tingling. This is what I say when I try and make Jay. I don't try and make Jay, but I try to suggest to Jay <laughs> that it's going to be a different sensation to what he's thinking. Because it's not a zap. It's a whoop. It's a, no, it's not a whoop. It's a, like, it feels like it's tingling. And the more you turn up, it actually makes your muscles clench, which is like what happens when you have an orgasm as well. So it can actually be very good in like making you orgasm quickly. But so I was like, oh, it just feels fun. You know, I don't want to be an electric eel. I want to put on MGMT <laughs> and have electro sex with you and, and be a little electric eel. Oh, fabulous. That's all I want. <laughs> You know, I just realised I knew that it didn't go womp. I was thinking about the time that I touched an electric fence. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a womp, right? That goes womp. <laughs> they do go womp. And really Sorry. not hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't turn me on, but I was a child. Anyway. <laughs> so what about something that you are intrigued by that you haven't tried yet? What's something you want to try? The cowgirl? Oh! Oh. Most recent acquisition, um, yes. based off of this podcast, I believe. It was. This item. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. So, yeah, that when Emma brought it home, I had to go and pick it up because it weighs a bloody ton and it's very large. I couldn't lift um, it. It's a sex machine, by the way. I think in my bucket list in the first episode, I may yeah. have just said sex machine. So the cat girl is the sex machine that we're talking about, which I'll talk about a little bit more later in the season, but continue. Yeah, it's just beautiful. It's like hard to describe, but it's so beautifully well made, packaged. Um, yeah. It goes up to what, like 20,000 RPM, which seems... It's going to shake the house down. Absurd. Yeah. <laughs> seems almost OP, but... Uh, What's OP? Overpowered. Oh. <laughs> you don't know what OP is? No. I know OTT, over the top. Oh my God. Similar. <laughs> So close. <laughs> okay, I'm learning too. Yeah, it's great. It like plugs into the mains and everything. So it's like, woof, like it's going to be power. That will be very fun. We've had to put it in the garage because it is, in fact, the same size as our whole house. <laughs> and Pixie the dog is going to be absolutely <laughs> terrified off of it. So she's going to go ballista. <laughs> and you don't want her getting a hold of any of the attachments. No, we don't. Because they are silicon too. We'll have, to, uh, we'll have to get a babysitter for her and uh, send her off send somewhere her to the that day. For the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> My baby. Do it for the podcast, Emma. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> okay, well, because I thought just then you were going to say pegging. So let's talk about your thoughts on pegging because people are scared of it. People that are mm. like straight cis men, some of them are really into it, but a lot of them are freaked out. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I can understand yeah, I think it comes back to that stigma with all the homophobic slurs being used as we're growing up. Like mm. this being gay is seen as negative, which is totally not at all. Like it's really ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And harmful to a huge amount of really awesome people. So yeah, whether you relate it back to that or not, but 
even just from a physiological thing, like it might be uncomfortable or it could hurt, right? And it could be different for everybody. But once you get past the stigma, and that could be a big hurdle for a lot of people. But yeah, it's pretty normal, right? Like mm. people have been doing it for tens of thousands of years. You got a prostate, like let's 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 use it. If let's I work had it. a prostate, I would want to know what's going on. Yeah, same. Me personally, but I completely understand. I do empathise with the yeah uh, that stuff. And I mean, like, I think mm. anal play is scary for anyone that's not like a pro at it as well and there are steps and prep and things that you do to make that pain go away but if you don't know all those steps or you don't know who to ask about all of those steps and stuff then I understand that it can be Mm. scary as well and I hate the gay thing it's just like Uh. putting something in your butt (laughs) does not make you gay being attracted to other men as a man is what makes I think you gay fucking wanting to fuck a guy is what <laughs> like, makes you gay. Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> yeah, get over it, everyone. <laughs> so scared. 2023, get yeah, over it. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, speaking of scared little bitches, <laughs> <laughs> why do you think so many men, not all men, not all men, not um, all men. but <laughs> let's face it, plenty of men, why do you think that they are intimidated by the idea of their partners having sex toys or using sex toys with or without them? Yeah, maybe it's that, again, it's probably a stereotype, but like the, the masculine dominant have to be in control, mm-hmm. have to be the dominant partner. And I guess normal sex is like giving and not receiving sort of thing. So maybe giving up some of that dominance or giving that position mm. could be a thing for people. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah, right. Yeah. I just, oh yeah. <laughs> it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because it's like. Sorry, I keep kicking your foot. I'm not trying to play footsies with the oh guests. God, Get out of it. Stop, <laughs> stop flirting with my boyfriend. I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> like, for me, I struggle with people that are like that. And like, as an educator, I know that I need to just be nicer about it. But I'm just like, get a fucking handle on yourself. Like. What are you so afraid of? Like, people should be able to give themselves pleasure Mm. because that's a good thing. It doesn't take anything away from you. If anything, let's do it together. Like, that's so much fun. Absolutely. You know, like, there are just so many positive things to, like, owning sex toys and using sex toys and exploring your body and learning more about your body and actually, like, figuring out what feels good to you and then feeding that back to your partner and being like, yo, if you do this, this is going to feel awesome. And then every time you do it, it feels awesome and it's just like a a perfect perfect world. (laughs) (laughs) What was it, uh, Stifler in American Pie, where he got the anal orgasm from the nurse. Everybody remembers that, right? And it was... <laughs> I actually don't. You don't remember that? It. No. I'm so sorry. I'm sure. Tasha's so young. I'm pretty I'm old so nowadays. Young. Yeah, you're, you're so bloody young Gen Z's over I'm here. Sorry. But yeah, there was a scene in this movie where a nurse <laughs> gave him an anal orgasm and he had an unexpectedly amazing time. And it's like that, right? Oh, uh, yeah. So once you get over all the stigma and the yeah. bullshit, it can feel pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. I think that's why you kind of like, especially hearing you guys talk about how you got into talking and knowing my experience with my partner, I think it's quite increasingly common for especially like cis heterosexual men or just cis men to get into toys through their partner who's Mm. usually a woman, Mm. introducing it into the bedroom and then they're being more okay with being like, okay, well, I can also have this in my alone time. Because that was the thing with George. Like it was something we did together and then I started working at ATMS and I was like, here's some toys for you to Mm. enjoy by yourself. Also, I don't know if it occurs to you guys that you can do that. I don't know. Yeah. It's definitely not as normalised 
realized. I think it takes somebody introducing it to you. Unless you're like a super curious, like some people, of course, might be really curious and super into it. Mm. And I've met people like that as well. But I don't think it's as normal. Yeah. yeah. Like you say, yeah. Because funnily enough, like I think based on the number of toys in the shower... You use toys more frequently than I do. <laughs> How many toys are in your shower? Well, three currently. One of them is yours. One is mine, but two are yours. <laughs> and mine's kind of shoved, but I haven't used it in a little while. It's kind of shoved behind the shampoo and conditioner. Mm. Um, Just in case the guests are in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually see them the minute you walk into the bathroom. I haven't noticed them ever, Have but you? I will be looking now when yeah. I go to your place in two Have days. Have a look. Time. <laughs> Have a look. Um, yeah, I think you probably use them more frequently than I do now. Could be, could be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you think that generally there's more education around sex and sex toys available for women than men? Yeah, good question. I guess not having that experience of being a woman and experiencing education, it's mm. kind of hard to put a real gauge one off of the other. But it does seem maybe more normalised. Like There seems to be a lot of like YouTube channels and sex-positive websites towards females or queer people especially, mm. um, you know, than particularly marketed towards men. Mm. I think also potentially women engage with it a bit more, but I think that's because I think for a lot of women it's about like introduction to sex toys is very much reclaiming your own sexuality or like mm -hmm. just an introduction to understanding your own sexuality and so maybe that's why we engage with it more. Yeah, potentially. I think it's like something that at some point in our lives we're expected to learn about and if we don't, your friends will be like, yo, don't accept this shit. Like, yeah. you should be having good sex. You should be doing this. Grab this toy. Do this. So maybe it comes back to the fact that, like, in female communities and stuff, we probably maybe talk about it a little bit more than others do. Maybe yeah. it's a bit more comfortable for us to, like, recommend this educator or this podcast or be like, you got to listen to this. You're so right. It's that real reclamation of your sexuality yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Or do you have any like sex educators or podcasts or anything like that that you've listened to where you can kind of learn about male sexuality there or that you know of? Electric radio is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But yes. it hasn't been a lot of male focused stuff until today, perhaps. No. <laughs> First we time we're allowing We have done one in. episode. <laughs> <laughs> This See, one. that's what I'm saying. No, <laughs> no this one's great. Uh, obviously, I pick up a lot kind of obliquely through M because mm. she, she's also studying to be a sex educator. But yeah. more male-focused stuff, not so much. One more around like relationships and stuff is uh, Modern Love, I think it's called, from the New York Times. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's kind of more about, I guess, less common relationship situations or just interesting love stories from the modern world. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Yeah. Mm. Would you know of any? Uh, I know a few, actually. So Cam Fraser is a sex educator based in Australia who's really cool. He's got a podcast and he does lots of written content and stuff as well. And I think he might be on YouTube too. I'm not sure. But like Dan Savage is a really, really famous one. Uh, yeah, I've, yeah, yeah, I've he's, come across a bit of his stuff a actually. Yeah, porn star name. Is that a porn star? I uh, don't know. He's a sex educator, but I, like I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Podstar. Yeah. <laughs> Podstar, pornstar. <laughs> My other favourite is Dr. Justin Laymiller, who is a sex researcher at the Kinsey Institute. And he has a book called Tell Me What You Want, which is all about like sexual fantasies and stuff like that. And Ooh. he does a lot of really cool work. Um, but yeah, like I have spent the last little while trying to find more <laughs> mm. because you're right. And like the podcast has been relatively vulva and veg focused. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're, we're women. <laughs> 
so it just kind of comes naturally. But yeah. you're so right, and I don't want it to be that way. I'm kind of trying to intentionally like focus a little bit more mm. on things for people that aren't the same as me and don't have the same body types as me and aren't straight. Yeah. There's a lot of other topics and things that we can talk about, you know, we're, th- we're improving. I think there's a pretty big market for it as well yeah. there, like uh, especially what the whole drama with the whole Andrew Tate thing getting really Ooh. popular and whatever the opposite to that is, I yeah. think is, is what what's need. needed, you know what I mean? To fill this gap of like, there's a lot of young men and boys who are coming into sexuality that maybe don't have like good resources for that kind of mm. thing. That's a really good That point. are then being filled in with these shit people that are, you know, Bad flooding ideas. the zone with crappy, <laughs> yeah. terrible ideas. Yeah. So yeah, maybe there needs to be a bit more of a push there. Come on, guys, let's do this. Come on, guys, get sex toy wise. <laughs> oh my God, do you think we can get sued for stealing that? Potentially. <laughs> can we use let's do this? <laughs> you don't know it, eh? You're too young? No, I'm just laughing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I don't think the fire department would care nowadays. Who knows? <laughs> So let's assume that all the men listening have been super inspired by you and now they also want to start using sex toys. So what are the three things that you would recommend to like kick off your journey? Yeah, for, again, the C-ring for yourself, Hell super yeah. low risk or, you know, very low barrier to entry, very easy to use, very easy to clean. I've used some toys that take a whole cleaning routine before <laughs> and I don't recommend getting into that unless you really, really love it, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, C-ring's great. Even some kind of... For a partnered play, uh, like an internal kind of G-spot toy, like the, what's that curved metal one? The Lewand. Lewand curve. Yeah, yeah one of their stainless steel collection. Stainless steel. Yeah. They're pretty fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, great for partnered play. Gives you a whole new... Um. <laughs> yeah, a whole new appendage that you don't have. And then maybe something that vibrates or moves, like M always says this, bodies don't vibrate. So yeah. you don't need to be threatened by something that vibrates because you can't do that, right? So Yeah, but the vibrator <laughs> can't like cuddle you and give you positive words of affirmation. Thank you. That's exactly <laughs> what I need and you know it. This middle appendage isn't really going to I don't have like, the AI-enabled so vibrator yet that can like... Not yet. <laughs> any day now. Soon, soon. <laughs> and the third one? That was the third one. What? Well, no. cock ring. Oh, a ma- um, another male toy, though. Yeah, strictly male. Oh, like the man one from uh, oh, Satisfyer. Satisfyer. That's a nice Loves one man for one. vibration on your penis. It's a unique experience. Takes some getting used to, I would say. Yeah. But once you get the hang of it, yeah, it's pretty unique and pretty fun. Yeah, George has that one and he likes it because, I mean, it's a bit different, right? Like it's not like when you're traditionally masturbating, you're just kind of griffin going up and down without getting too explicit. The old griffin guy. <laughs> They're all griffin up and down. Um, whereas that, you know, you can just kind of like hold it in a certain area or whatever. Mm. It's very different, but very nice different form of but stimulation. Love That's it. great. <laughs> Fabulous. Okay, and to finish, because it's the reason for the season, what is the number one thing on your sex bucket list? Ooh, yeah, good question. We've been kind of looking into like these lingerie parties oh. and uh, sex parties potentially. Yeah, um, tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> I told you to save it for the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, Emma came across on, I think it's in Auckland, like a lingerie yeah, party. Yeah, the Naked World. Yeah, which kind of like really sex positive, inclusive parties that they have and everybody goes partying in their underpants sort of thing. Right. Um, so underpants, not, it's it not sounds like... sexy when you call them underpants. <laughs> lingerie, underpants. bring out your best lingerie. So it's not like people aren't playing and having sex, it's just like partying in it's your underwear. It's more of a party, this one. It's more of like kind of rave cool. in mm. your lingerie. I wouldn't be able to do that. Just a bitty piece of lingerie, slap myself in the face. Oh, you can go. <laughs> 
you can go. Can we wear we full can strap you in, yeah. <laughs> full rope bondage. Yes. Yeah, hold them in place. Yeah, but that sounds fun, like celebrating it with a bunch of people together. That's and such a good one. Yeah, seeing some great outfits. Jay just wants to wear his harness out to <laughs> yeah, a party. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I'm going to get compliments on my harness. <laughs> Everyone that likes it, you'll be like, I made this myself. <laughs> made it in a DIY, workshop. DIY, mate, DIY. <laughs> it's in our DNA. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Jay, for being here today as our man. We love having a man on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Great representation. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing our best. Straight white cis man. (laughs) Yeah, come on. Try harder. Nailed it. Nailed it, Electric Rodeo. (laughs) And this is the last time we would be seeing Jay on the show. (laughs) Okay, bye. 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 You've been listening to the Electric Rodeo podcast by Adult Toy Megastore. Follow Electric Rodeo free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And to keep up to date with our bucket list progress, follow at Electric Rodeo Podcast on Instagram. Electric Rodeo.